Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We want to continue to talk about Philippians 4, 8, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is noble. Think on those things. And this all as a part of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks about we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And... Just before we went on the air, as we were talking about some other th- things, it came to my mind why the, it's so important to think about what is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, is whatever is noble, because that affects our thinking for the whole day. A person can be having a great day. Everything's going good. They're having a great day. And then one thing happened, and now their day is ruined. They're going to have a bad day the rest of the day. What we forget is... In that, we think it was this thing that happened is why I'm having a bad day. The reality is you started to think about that one thing, took your mind off of God and all the things that he has done, and that's what caused you to have a bad day. There's no such thing as a good day or bad except as you name it so. Because two people can be working the same job in the same place for the same boss, for the same pay, doing exactly the same thing. One's having a great day, one's having a bad one. And it's what they have decided it to be. If you get up in the morning and you tell yourself, boy, it's supposed to be 107 here today in Chico. It's going to be hot. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be sticky. I just, man, I almost wish I didn't have to go outside. And you just start to think about how miserable you're going to feel. You can almost be guaranteed you will have a bad day. You can be on the opposite spectrum and you could get up and nice wintry day and say, man, it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to be windy. It's supposed to be crummy today. And man, it's going to be a crummy day. And you can talk yourself into the fact that it's a bad day before you ever leave the house. And if you continue to think that way, you will most likely have a bad day we forget our thinking and how we think about things determines really who we are and and how we're going to live and how we're going to act as a man thinketh and so when we start to think about negative things that's who we become when we think about positive things when we think about the good in people 
whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is noble, that's who we become. This is what the Bible talks about is it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. What are you going who are you going to be? What are you going to think about? You can make your day good or bad by your thinking. You can decide that today is a bad day no matter what's happened. You can decide today is a good day and I'm going to rejoice in it, the day that the Lord has made, no matter what has happened to you. We have got to, as this scripture said, change our thinking. Whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, think on those things. In the latter part of that, Romans 12, being ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, a lot of people miss this latter part right here. Here's the latter part, that you may prove what that good and perfect an acceptable will of God is. He say, as a result of my renewal, this is what you're going to prove. The good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. And I understand that God's will is this. This is God's will. If you don't remember anything, remember this about God's will. God's will is that his kingdom will come and that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, God's desire is to redeem, reconcile, and restore us back to the first. He wants to bring, use us to bring heaven to earth or a taste of heaven to earth because let it be known, heaven is really going to be set up in earth. That's where it's going to really happen at. But I was just thinking about Jesus because he was transformed by the renewing of his mind. He thought the way God thought. And as you were speaking, I was reminded of Jesus and the disciples when they were going over to the other side. And the winds rose up and the waves and the disciples thought we're going to die. They, and they kind of woke up Jesus saying, Jesus, don't you care we're going to die? Jesus woke up and didn't think that at all. Jesus spoke a couple words, peace, be still. And it says the wind and, and the waves and the storm, everything just calmed. And they looked at him like, wow, who is this dude? And Jesus replied was, to them was, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you fear? They thought, their thoughts was, was fear or frightened, the fallen man. Jesus' thoughts was like the restored man, dominion. <laughs> he spoke to the weather systems. He didn't think like all the 11 of them thought or well, 12 see, of them. And, and, you know, and as you're saying that, that's where it's, the difference is. Right. They're that probably never entered into their mind that they could speak to the waves. They only saw the waves and we're going to die. And they re this re happens to us today. They reacted as to external circumstances. Right. I mean, this happens to us today as people things happen in our life and it never dawns on us to speak the word of God. We just look at the problem and think that's going to win and, out the day. Well, and that's why Jesus was telling us, uh, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen. See, they were focused on what was seen. Big way. And he says, but we, the things which are not seen, but the things which are seen are temporary. Yeah, that storm was temporary. temporary. To Jesus it was. <laughs> to them, it was death. To him, let me speak to this thing like he did everything else, like that uh, sh food shortage situation. 
was temporary to Jesus because <laughs> he knew what he was going to do. To them, it was like, man, how are we going to feed all these people? It was a major issue because they didn't think like Jesus thought. And that's still the whole deal. God wants us, the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. God wants us to think like Jesus. Again, he's the sample son. He's the role model. Bible says in Ephesians that he wants us to grow up to the full measure of the stature of Christ Jesus. Because we're the body and Jesus is the head. He wants us to grow up into the head. And the only way that's going to happen is as we continue to be transformed by the renewing our mind. And we're going to prove what God's good and perfect will is by our response to adversity. Our response to external. Remember, in the beginning, Adam had a command to take dominion over whatever. Not let whatever have dominion over him. Jesus came to restore us. We keep forgetting this. We're playing church too much. We're forgetting what we're called to do and be. And, and take dominion is stewardship over it. Jesus did that with the winds. The winds, he didn't bow down to them. the winds and the storms. They bowed down to him. Peace, be still. He spoke to a weather system and it obeyed. Remember, he spoke to a tree and it withered away. We're supposed to speak to our circumstances, not bow down to them. And here's another scripture I'm going to reference over here in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. And it, it goes with what we're talking about. He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glories which shall be revealed in us. That's what I was talking about earlier during the break. He said the, the sufferings, whatever you're going through at this present time, they ain't going to compare it to the glories that were going to be revealed. That's if you keep the faith. If you, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth. The truth is what God said. And he said, that's what's going to set you free. So real freedom is having the truth. It ain't looking at the circumstances. So like you say, some people say the circumstances. Well, that's reality. Yeah, well, truth always over superior than reality. <laughs> now, the reality was that Goliath was a lot bigger than David. The truth, God said, you're going to go and defeat him. So right. we walk by faith or we walk by the truth than by what sight says. Sight said Goliath is a big dude. The truth said, today, God's going to deliver your head into my hand. I'm going to mess you up. And he did it. See, and that's what we walk by faith. We walk by the truth of what God says. And what God says has to be more of a reality to us. You know, and if and if Vegas had existed on that day of that fight, I think the odds would have been on Goliath's favor. Of course, of course, of course. That's what he says uh, over in, uh, what's another scripture I was just referencing? But let me, let me go read a little more. It says, uh, okay, let's drop down to verse 24, Romans 8, 24. Look, for we were saved in this hope, this hope that, this glory is going to be revealed in us. But hope, look, that is seen is not hope. <laughs> if you can see it, it ain't hope. We say hope that is because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Look, for why does one still hope for what he sees? I don't have to hope for any glasses, Richard. I got some in my hand here. I ain't got to hope for a Bible. I got one. So that's what he said. You don't hope for what you already got. You hope for what you don't have. And that's why the scripture says over in Hebrews 12.1, faith is the substance, or I like to put it like this, faith is the reality of things hoped for. It's the substance of things not seen. You may not see it, what we were talking during the break. You might see, not see what God showed me concerning the trial and tribulation that I'm in right now. 
You may not see the victory, but I've seen it. Actually, I've seen it in his word when I read back at 818. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. And then he, he's basically referencing the same thing with Jesus. They thought crucifying Jesus was going to be the end. Oh, we got rid of this, this nuisance, this blasphemer. And Jesus always told them, destroy this temple. And then three days later, a God, my Abba Father is going to raise me up. That's that same resurrection power that works in us. It says it over in Romans. It says, uh, we have the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. But it says right here, what's that scripture? It's one of my favorite scriptures. It's not my regular Bible. Oh, where's it at? It's an eight uh, right here. Where's it at? Oh, okay. The spirit. Okay, let me just get this scripture. Okay. Verse 11, 811. But if the spirit of him, that's the spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. I put my name right there, Vince. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells or lives in you. That means any adversity that a real believer come up against, we're going to rise above it. We're going to resurrect. Yeah, Jesus had to go to Calvary. He had to get crucified. He had to get spit on. He had to get beaten. He had to get jabbed in the side for the blood and water to come out. But he said, that's not, I'm, I'll be back, guys. Told you I was watching Jesus the movie last night. He appeared to Mary, and she's like, he, he lives. And they say, he told us to destroy this temple in three days. That's the same thing for us. He just told us in the scripture. A lot of people missed that. He said, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that spirit of faith, that's what raised him from the dead because he spoke it. Faith believes and speaks. He said, destroy this temple. He kept on saying it. He was only declaring what he believed. Remember, we believe, therefore we speak. And that's what we have to do as Christians. When you're going through adversity, don't speak what the circumstances says. Speak what the word says. Greater is he that's in me. I'm going to get, we're going to get past this. That's that resurrection faith that dwells in us. So that's what's going to get us over. Now I'm going to reference real quick in that same verse. Uh, not Romans 8, 28. Now look what he says. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. To those who are, are the called according to his purpose. See, I understand I'm called according to his purpose. Because I know what my calling is. My calling is a priestly calling. A pastor, teacher. Ephesians 4 say he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors. He's for the equipping of the saints. So I know what my call is, and I know Satan's going to come against that. Because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to abort God's destiny. So he's going to use the systems that's in place to try to get us, me and you, Richard, off course. Remember when we first started this broadcast, all kind of hell came against <laughs> you and your family. Well, because God didn't, Satan didn't want people to get this. He don't want their fates on well, fire. Fact, he I wants had, their face doused with fact, water. I had family members say, so you're going to quit, right? Well, that's who <laughs> the enemy uses. Do the show, well, right? yeah, that's what he does. He tells you that don't fulfill the call. He wants you not to fulfill the call that God has on your life. He wants to abort the plan and the purpose. Because, man, here it is again. But we know all things work together for the good for those who love the love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Back to love God. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. Yeah, them the ones that actually do love God because they do it. They do it all. They call things that be not as though they are. They think on these things which are good. Them the ones, they forgive others. They bless those that persecute you. They pray for those who spitefully lose them. They don't have any hatred in their heart. They walk in the spirit. And they don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And over in Galatians, it talks about what the fruit of the Spirit is. 
they allow that to operate in their lives. So now look what he says, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, that's me, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. That's what we've been talking about. Jesus, God predestined us to be conformed into the image of Jesus. He's See, our role model, the sample son. And the thing about it is that's for everybody. Every believer. Every, it's every for every, every believer. believer. Every believer has a different calling from God about some things. Right. But the but, one but, thing that we all have in common is mind renewal. Is that <laughs> he wants us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. That's all not of optional. Us. Right. For that, any that believer. ain't optional. That's for everybody. But look what else he says. I'm going to keep reading. Verse 29 again. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Look, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Well, when you say firstborn, that tells me there must be a secondborn, a thirdborn, a fourthborn. Like you said, that's all of us. We're heirs, I'm of, in God, there, yeah, heirs of God and co-heirs we, with Christ. We're in there somewhere. Now look at verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. That's good news. Now look at... You notice that's the past tense. Yeah, yeah. It's a done it deal. It, it all happened at Calvary. That's what Jesus said. It is finished. That's why he said, I got to go do this. That's why Satan tried to talk him out of doing aborting God's plan and purpose. God had a plan and a purpose to redeem, reconcile, and restore people back to himself with all dominion and everything that came with it. Now look at verse 20, 31 real quick. What then should we say to these things? And here's my favorite statement. I ain't going to say if God, because God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with himself also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Yeah, they're going to bring a charge against you, but woe to them that do. <laughs> Look, he said, it, it is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Well, we know who that is. That's the thief, Satan, and all the people he got work for them. Them the ones who condemns. That's why we call them the prosecutor. We call them the persecutor. And Jesus said that, uh, what do you call Satan? He said the accuser of the brethren. Satan's going to always accuse the brethren or, or the sisterin or something. And God says, no, I justified them. I, I see Christ. They're in Christ. When I look at them now, when I look at Vince, I, I see Christ first because Vince is in Christ. Remember, he, gave, he, he didn't spare his own son. So back to the verse here, uh, verse 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? He refers to us as his elect. It is God who justifies. Okay, who, who is it that comes to him? Who is it who? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of the God who makes intercessions for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations? I'm going to say no. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. That's water shortage. Nakedness, no. Peril, sword, no. And then again, he says, as it is written, you for your sakes, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, and this is my declaration, I am persuaded, Richard, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Nor height, nor death, or any other created thing that's created by Satan shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what you need to get a revelation of. Can't nothing. You're going to go through hell just to get to heaven, but can't nothing say, He said, I'll always cause you to triumph. 
I'll always get a victory. But you got to do what I commanded you to do. You got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind by thinking and meditating on what I said, not what the circumstances said. Jesus didn't focus on what Satan was trying to get him to believe. Remember, Satan took him up and showed him all this, trying to get him to bow down and worship him. And bow down is more than just get on your knees. That means do what I want you to do. Jesus said, no, nah, fool, I, I'm, I came to finish the Father's work. He said, I, I come to do the works of the Father. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Remember, when we get saved, he said, now Jesus died for you. You ought to live for him. And Jesus didn't walk around with a defeated mentality. He didn't walk around, oh, whoa, me, blah, blah, blah. He didn't walk around looking at the circumstances. He knew who he was, you know, from the Father. See, and that's, that's where we got to go back to. The, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God was that last scripture that you referenced. Also, the one I like right before that is that he works all things to the good for those who love him. We've got to remember that he works all things to the good for those who love him. He things happen to us in life and there are all kinds of things that happen to us in life and he's going to work those things out for our good we don't have to dwell on what's what's going to happen oh this is going to be so bad what we need to dwell on is and think on and believe on is that he's going to work whatever happens here he's going to work this to the good he said it in his word right and I just got to believe but, it. But there and you go. Speak See, it. And this is the thing, though, and it's really easy to sit here. I know that there's people listening going, well, that's easy for those two pastors to say they don't have any problems in their life. They only deal yeah, with Christians that don't have any problems in their life. That's easy for them to say. We live out in the real world. We got problems, and, and we got we to gotta take care of those problems. And, it's, and, you know, there's probably a lot of things in my life I need to be worried about. God knew there were things in your life that you could worry about, but he still said, do not worry, because I'm going to work all those things to the good. There's nothing going to happen to you in your life that I'm not going to work it to the good. But, and again, that's according to your faith. You have to believe what he declared there. And you need to you need to hold fast to that. Well, if we don't that. believe it, we're going to just start right. worrying all the time. And you we're going to have all kinds of problems. And you got to hold fast to that. That has to be your confession. That has to be your... Your thoughts, you have to think on that because thoughts are things. You have to think on that and speak that. And when relatives or other people, Satan going to bring to your path, you got to say what Jesus said. Basically, it is written. You got to speak in line with what is written. That's what you, you got to believe and start speaking that. Because again, that's a whole nother subject. Words are powerful. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Well, the devil, he likes to come to you and tell you, oh, God doesn't care anymore. See, if God, if God cared about you, this would never have happened. He just told me all this stuff in Romans. Nothing can separate me from him. There you we're, go. We're, we're a sheep to the slaughter. Yeah, he said, all, I'm going to have to, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? You're going to have to go through some trials, some tribulations, some persecution because of who you serve, who you're in relationship with. But see, the devil, he wants to come to you in the dark of night. He wants to come to you when you're down. And he comes in your thoughts. And, and tell you, <laughs> you know... Seriously, if, if God really cared about you, this would have never happened. He told Jesus that. Jesus, right. God don't care for you. Just worship me. You could miss death. You could miss Calvary. Because watching, if God really cared about you, he wouldn't have you go through that. Right. He wouldn't have you go through the, hang on a cross, and, Jesus. And the devil still comes to people. He's still a liar. He's still a thief. He's still a destroyer. He still comes to people, and he still says, you know what? If God really loved you and cared about you, 
you wouldn't have lost your job. If if God really cared about you, you wouldn't have got sick. If and, God really cared about you and your family, well, your and then son he, or daughter wouldn't have got He brings people sick. in your path like he did with Job to try to reinforce that lie. Yeah, what'd you do? Hey, what Job? Job, we know you must. Job, you come had on. To do something. You had to do something. No, no, no. Many other afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. And, and Job said it. Job came to after Job hearing all that crap. He finally just declared. I know my redeemer lives. <laughs> he said, I know my redeemer lives. And Job started praying for them guys that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they may see and know what he knows. And that's what we're supposed to do as mature Christians. We start to pray for one another. And, and that's what this, again, that's what this broadcast is all about. It's a broadcast to, to, to ignite your faith on fire and keep you encouraged. Because just like Jesus said, it's our desire that your faith don't fail you. We understand that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and Satan desires to sift all God's people like we. But we're bringing this broadcast to ignite your faith on fire that you may go back and strengthen the brethren. Well, you know, we were talking before yeah. we came on the air about how Jesus tells Peter, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Mm -hmm. But when I prayed for you, and then later I want you to strengthen your brothers, he doesn't say, but I've prayed that he won't be able to sift you. Peter's about to be sifted. Right. Jesus warns him. He's asked to sift you. What's implied there is we're going to let him. But when you've come through, because I prayed for you, you will come through. When you come through, then strengthen your brothers. But the fact that the devil wanted to sift him, God says, okay, you can sift well, him. I'm going to allow that to happen, but I'm going to work it to the good. Right. And, and, and the scripture says this. We overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's that resurrection power in, that rose Jesus from the dead. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So Peter was going to have a test. We are going to have a testimony to the glory of God. Because God wants to get all the glory about all the success in your life. So he's committed to our success. He is. He, and he says, you just stick with me. I'm going to bring you through it. You just keep. Keep your allegiance here with me, and I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can think or even imagine. That's what he's telling me. My, my wife and I, we're going through something, and most people know what it is. But we're not looking at those things which are seen. We're focused on what God said because we know our faith is in God. We know we've been integral and in honoring him and loving him. And we know many other afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will bring us out. And right now we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you guys as you're going through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.